Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Why, hello, hello. Hello, world. Hello, friends and family. It's your host, Ray Tucker. And Jay Jones. We are back again telling you, or at least going to explain to you, where we stand on certain issues involving culture from a Christian worldview and through, from a uh, black perspective. Yeah, it's been a while since we've been on. I don't want to say it's been a while. I've been a week. Yeah. You know, it feels like a while. It's yeah. been a long week. It's been a very long week. The enemy has been busy. The accuser of the brethren has oh, been man. running around accusing yes, and, and trying to break things. But we're just going to persevere in the name of God, in the name of Jesus, and we're going to get through it. You uh, ain't doing it right if the enemy don't strike. Yeah, <laughs> for real. So today we're going to continue our conversation on sexual immorality. But we want to caution, want to caution our viewers and listeners that this is an adult topic and not suitable for small children. We take a strong stance against violence, either physical or verbal, towards anyone struggling with sexual immorality, and there's no biblical mandate that encourages violence towards anybody. So we want to make sure we're clear about that. So we're going to continue our talk on sex, talking about sexual abuse. With that, yeah, and especially in American culture. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, sexual pressure. Biblical purity, and then we're going to have um, some sexual assault resources at the end. Sounds good. So, key verse coming from Romans one twenty-eight through thirty-two in the New Living Translation. I like the way this one, um, this version, kind of puts it. So, since they fought it, since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, He abandoned them to their foolish thinking. And let them do things that should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, that is sexual immorality, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. They are backbiters, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning. And they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand, break their promises, are heartless, and have no mercy. They know God's justice requires that those that do that. They know that God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die. Yet they do them anyways. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. So, since the world doesn't want to do it God's way, that is the way of biblical marriage between one man and one woman. The world devises all sorts of schemes to worship the God of this world. That is Satan right. through various sexual unions and sexual practices. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you're probably thinking right now, like, you know, oh, the God of this world is Satan. Y'all some Satan worshipers. Blah, 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 blah. Like, trust me, we're going to get into that. We've got an episode coming up about that very topic. Absolutely. And we're going to parse out 
what that really means, mm-hmm. you know. And we kind of touched on that a little bit with the dominion, but when the fall of man happened, we lost the dominion, and dominion went over to him. Yep, he, he stole our dominion. We gave, <laughs> we gave it up. I mean, yep. we, we he kind of he's a con man. He kind us out of it. Yep, you know, that's right on up out of it. But yet and still, God is in control. We can Amen. Job. And so, if the main purpose of marriage is to reflect the glory of God, that any other sexual practice or sexual union outside of a biblical marriage is idolatry and reflects the filth of Satan, right? So, anyways, we'll get into that more on another episode. We're going to talk about sexual pressure, right, and sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. And I remember... I didn't rehearse it with you right earlier. <laughs> I, I nah, nah, but I was thinking about um, an episode in my life. I say episode, but it, so I was, let's see, it was before I went to military. So I must have been 16. Mm-hmm. It was a yes, year, it was a year before I went to military. I went to military at 17, Fayetteville, North Carolina. And um, my very first job was working at this seafood restaurant. You know, it was uh, I think it was named Georgia's Seafood Restaurant or Georgia's Seafood. The the boss, well, the boss name was, was George. And they were Greek. Him and his wife were Greek. Okay. And um, I remember there was a waitress there. I don't remember her name, and I don't know why I did this, but it was totally unprovoked. No one was like egging me on or anything, but for some reason I felt inspired to you know pat her on the butt I, she was furious rightfully so she was livid the one that owned the business no um a, a waitress okay oh you did say wait okay okay yeah no but but um rightfully so she was livid and i, I thought she was about to whoop she was about to whoop my tail yeah. like she was like within inches from just demolishing me wow. she might have been like two years older than me to be honest wow. um but yeah she, and she she should have demolished me then oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> i i rightfully deserve that mm-hmm. but um i was a teen right i didn't know any better mm-hmm. you know and this is that pressure that we're about to get into mm-hmm. you know we talk about groping and unwanted touching mm-hmm. you know for personal gratification yeah right cat call cat calling you know which is really the perversion of compliments right you know a lot of people be like oh yeah you know you look at you look at you you're looking good blah, 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 whatever and i'm like and beauty. yeah and i'm like that's that's a perversion of comment of, of um of compliments but um anyways it's like it's one of the things that w- when i came to the cross you know things that i forgot about that god called back to my memory it was like oh yeah remember that one time you did that and i'm like wow who was I? What was I thinking? Mm. To this day, I don't know what I was thinking. Right. You know, but thank God for his mercy and his grace. Right. You know, and, you know, the man that I became now, you know, in spite of who I was, the in spite of the path I was on and trajectory that I was on, right, right would have led me to a certain place, yeah. you know, but I made a decision to, for Christ, right, right, to not go down that route i don't want to be that person i realized that i was being a hypocrite right you know that i that if i say i want a wife i want a woman okay cool you want a wife but you want some guy hitting her on the butt like that too and i'm like man I don't want, i'm a hypocrite you got me lord yeah. <laughs> um 
Same thing with uh, sexual innuendos, right. right? And people just making all these coarse jokes about sex, and everything has to, everything coming out of your mouth relates back to sex. Mm-hmm. Man, it's just nasty. Go back to that model we was talking about. It's uh, with the garden your heart. You're throwing it up. Yep. You're eating it again. It's going back in your ears and back in you. Just watching your speech because that will lead you down a path to eventually sexual abuse. Exactly. Exactly. And and. We we cover that at length in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just invasion of personal space. You know, sometimes people just get creepy. You know, and they're all at your cubicle, like, "Hey, how you doing today?" Mm-hmm. It's like force yourself. I, I, yeah, you know, I was doing great <laughs> till you showed up. Like, right. you know, <laughs> right. and, and just stuff like that. That pressure that we just put on people. That's put on us, mm-hmm. you know, to perform. Hey, you know, you're gonna go ask so and so out for for a date, and da, da, da. Like, no, he probably don't need to go ask so and so out for a date. He probably just need to focus on his on him, on doing him. Right. You know, and you have to get him into a little situation. You know, like, oh, when is when is little Johnny going ever gonna get a date? You know, and just all this pressure that gets put on put on people. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we just we make rash decisions. You, you know, lifelong uh, trouble. Yeah, we make rash decisions. Yeah. You know, we 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 filter our whole worldview based on what other people want from right. us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, not considering God and none of it. No, not at all. He's not being considered at all with the sexual perversion. We don't have time to. We don't. We don't take the time to, to consider what does God want from my from my from my life. You know, all I know is that when my mom keeps saying like, "Oh, when am I gonna get a grandson?" So I guess I gotta go out and get a grandson now, right? <laughs> well, that spirit is at work, one mm-hmm. prince of the power of the air, just everything against uh, God. Exactly. Whatever I can do, you come up with all types of sexual perversion, just anything but between a husband and a wife in marriage. Yeah, anything but that. So, so now pressure is placed upon you to go, you know, date, right. so you can give your your mom a grandson. Mm-hmm. But your mom should be asking, like, well, are you financially ready to to provide for your wife? Yeah. Are you financially ready to provide for a family? Mm-hmm. You know, and and just back off, mm-hmm. right? So. Oof. Not saying it's right, or I mean, not saying it's entirely wrong for you know parents who want grandchildren. I mean, that's I get it, right? right? But sometimes we place undue pressure upon people, mm-hmm. and then they make rash and unholy des- decisions. Right. Um. Other pressure. Pressure comes from now. Here's the thing, right? Were you skipping over the stalking? I did skip over stalking. My bad. <laughs> um. Cause I don't do it, so I don't. Right. I don't have much to, to input there. I you know, talking people on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't I don't yeah I don't have any real insight to there. But yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it just kind of it just stems from the same pressure. And now you, you, I mean, some of it, some of it might come from a place of I want to get to know you. But more often than not, it comes from a place from dominance and control. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, oh, I want to make sure that you're at work when you say you're at work. You know, oh, who's your girlfriends? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going out with your girlfriends? Mm-hmm. Really, in air quotes right now, if you listen to the podcast, you can't hear that. Um, I mean, yeah, so it, it just stems from stuff like that. Um, don't need to hit that hammer or that point too hard. I mean, that's yeah. just pretty straightforward. I mean, yeah, I mean, really, you know, especially to 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 the Christian audience out there that's listening on the podcast right now, and 
You know, that there's really, this is why we had that dating episode and we talked about, you know, this is your sister, this is your brother in Christ, mm-hmm. you know, or it's talking more if or not coming from the guys talking to girls. So yes, right. talking to the guys right now, mm-hmm. like this is your sister in Christ. Stalking you know, soon. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's really not, you know, it, it, it's to a point now I get it now. Like I've seen Hitch, mm-hmm. right. And, and, and some, some of you might argue like, well, some of the stuff you was doing there was kind of starkerish, yeah. to a degree. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see where you can make the argument. He's kind of stalking her, you know. But more people will argue that's pursuit, right? Yeah. You know, he did it kind of. That's that strong pursuit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he did it artfully. It was trying to consider her mm-hmm. and just, just you know, mm-hmm. get noticed, right? Wow, that's a little bit different, you know, rather than just you know, I'm in a creepy stalker van all right <laughs> you know but anyways you get the point but um molestation right now this man it's a real thorny issue here because it happens a lot in the church mm. and it should never be so yeah you know and we're gonna have two episodes talking about sexual abuse in the church so we're not just gonna leave you hanging here we're going to actually talk at length about this issue and possible solutions to over to to ward against it, yeah. you know, um, that we should be vigilant, yeah. you know, and not let these perpetrators into our house. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a real topic right there. I'll tell you what, we're going to get into that. Yeah. And um, but there is a such thing as generational curses. Yes, it is. And we're going to talk more about that at length as well. About that personally. Yeah, because a lot of times what happens is people, you know, you know the phrase, hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. Well, kind of similar, molested people, molest people. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. and it, yes. it, it's it, yes. it's a cycle that goes around and around and around and around. Mm-hmm. The good news is the gospel of Jesus Christ, yes. you know, and it's through your faith in Jesus Christ that... Mm-hmm this cycle can be broken. And so we definitely want to leave you on a bit of encouragement there that if you're experiencing this, you know, we got some resources at the end of the slide where we can tell you where to go. If you're experiencing um, molestation and you feel like you can't tell nobody, you feel like, yeah, keep it a secret. We first of all want to say it's not your fault. Right. Whatever is happening to you is not happening to you because you did something wrong. Nobody, nobody deserves to be molested. Right. Nothing you did is warrants you being molested. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. It's not your fault. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So definitely want to be clear about that. Even if you tell, go and tell somebody, and the first question out of the mouth is, "Oh, what did you do? Mm-hmm. Or where were you? Or what what you, what were you wearing?" Mm. Not an excuse. No. You know, nobody, wrong is wrong. no matter what you're wearing, no matter what you're doing, even if you're doing other questionable activities, it's still not your fault to be molested. Right. Period. If you're underage drinking, for an example, right? Mm-hmm. It's still not your fault that you got molested. Right. Right. So Absolutely. I just wanted to hit that, that, that point. Right. Um, don't need to spend a whole lot of time here. Um, so we're just going to do a little reading from First Corinthians. Oh, yeah, that's right. If you're on a podcast, you don't see the slide. So incest, right? So we're going to read a little bit from First Corinthians 5, 1, and 2. It is actually reported that there is sexually sexual immorality among you 
and such sexual immorality is not even named among the Gentiles that a man has his father's wife and you are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he who had done this deed might be taken away from you. Like this is happening in a church. Yeah. Like Paul is, Paul is shocked. Mm. It's one thing for it to be happening out in the world. That's what the because the world has no guidance, he right? Said that they don't even do that. They don't even do that. They don't tolerate that. You know. So I mean, for it to be happening in the church of all places, it's like, wow, what are you guys doing? And one thing we know, one thing we know, they're not doing is they're not even condemning him. No. You know, I mean, they're sitting there eating with him and eating with her, right. you know, having dinner parties and whatnot. Hey, come over, you know. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, you know what's going on and ain't doing nothing. And the thing about it, the thing about it, is especially from a Western standpoint in America, mm-hmm. we look at it as, you know, there's a lot of mega churches here or even even the average church church congregation in America is about 75 people. Right. So even in a group of 75 people, you could kind of sneak your way in and, you know, kind of be hidden. Right. Stuff like that. First century church, you're talking maybe 20 people. This is in someone's home. This is in someone's house. Mm -hmm. Right. All the churches in Acts and when Paul is writing his epistles, you know, to the church in so-and-so's house, to church in so-and-so's house, you know. These are small groups. Right. So stuff like this affect that entire church. Right. Like when your presence is there or not there, it's felt. Right. You know, one one out of ten people is a very realistic impression mm-hmm. when you're there and when you're not there. So when he's talking about this, about this kind of a act that's going on, you know, it's very real. It's very everybody knows about it. It's not it's not hidden. Right, it's not like, oh, well, I didn't know that. They're like, how could you not know? Right, you know. When you read on in the text, Paul comes down and says that y'all need to put him out. Yeah, and I'm putting him out, and I'm not even there. Yeah, you know. And uh, the the church, we really don't have that posture nowadays where sin is shameful, and we treat it as such. Exactly. That's why people continue to do the things that they do. And I've even done things that um, in my Christianity, because instead of people checking it, instead of people confronting me and doing the uh, process of church discipline and even just what we're supposed to do uh, with one another with intimacy and know what such and such has going on, it's not being done. And so then you have situations like this where it's like, how is this even happening? Paul said there are some things that should not even be named among us. There are nope. some things that shouldn't even be spoken because they are shameful. Yes. But and this is go ahead. Good. Now I can say <laughs> like I say, this is why we spend so much time on doctrine. Uh-huh. Right. This is why we format the show and the way we format it, because we don't want to just give you quick there's plenty of people out there who are waiting in the wings to give you quick little tips here and there, six minutes there, five minutes here. And there's no shade at any of those people. God bless them. We love them. We appreciate their ministry and what they're doing. But one thing we want to do is give you more of a longer form of context, you know, to the Bible, because it is a rich tapestry of stories and and, and wisdom that we don't want to truance into a really narrow um, format, right? Mm -hmm. And the thing about it is when we say he's our Lord, think about this, right? 
we all know the scripture where it talks about, oh, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is what? Lord. Savior? No, well, yes, he is a savior, uh, but we're going to confess his lordship. Lord. Yep. You know, there's different attributes there. There's different mm. way of thinking about him as Lord versus him as savior, even though he, yes, he is both. It's both and, kind of yeah. either or, yes. right? Yes. It's both at the same time. Mm. He is your savior. He's also your Lord. Jesus said, if you love me, you keep my commandments. Mm. That's coming from his lordship, right? <laughs> yep, that and that keeps from a, a situation like this as well. That the the whole savior only posture leads to things like this. Yeah, this is my best friend. Me and Jesus, you don't know my walk. Da 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 da. Doing those type of things. Well, you just want him to. You just want the comfort and the mm -hmm. salvation. You don't want the submission to his lordship. Exactly. And when there's no submission to his lordship, then we miss stuff like this. And, and we're getting a little ahead of ourselves because we actually are going to have an episode exploring that in depth about his lordship versus savior. So we are getting a little bit ahead of it. But we, we just feel like we need to explain that a little bit more here. We're dropping nuggets. Yeah, yeah, because we don't want to just drop something to move on and then the comment section burn down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, also, just continuing on about incest and Ezekiel. Uh, 2211 within your walls live men who commit adultery with their neighbor's wives who defile their daughters-in-law or who rape their own sisters mm -hmm. that's just nasty that's that's just disgusting like Man. i couldn't even imagine that um yeah i'm there's nothing more i need to say about that it's just nasty to be honest yes and this, I think we talked about this briefly, but just touching on the fact that um, the relation between the son-in-law and his mother-in-law, mm -hmm. I like how you put that within the uh, the confines of um, um, incest. Incest, yes, yeah. because you got a lot of people out here, and it frustrates me. This is just a personal issue that I have. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm talking to you, uh, you, uh, you church people. Stop calling people that's your uh that uh are your uh wife's children that you did not have with her your stepchildren. They are your children. When you married her, then you made a covenant with her and those children. And those children too. Yep, those are the spiritual treat children. Them like your children. Yes. See what happens is when you say step this, step that, step mm -hmm. this, what you're really inferring that you're taking a step back. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And you're putting distance. Yes. You know, you're putting in barriers mm -hmm. where there shouldn't be barriers. Yeah. You know, these are your children. Treat them as such. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like, you know, we know the, the old age-old phrase, redheaded stepchild, right? Yep. You know, why that phrase shouldn't even be a phrase within a church. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it, we shouldn't treat people like that. Mm -hmm. You know, if we if we adopt them, we call them in, they're our children. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it should be... You know, especially when it comes to blended families, and we're going to get into biblical um, divorce and biblical remarriage as well. But um, when it comes to blended families, the idea should be, okay, I'm going to marry you, and the next ceremony would be an adoption ceremony for your children. Mm, I like that. Right? That's a good model. And that's the way it should be set up. Yeah. You know, especially from the church. Yeah. 
Good model. Because that way it wards against this whole, oh, you're just a stepchildren, and it wards against favoritism mm -hmm. and stuff like that. We see how destructive favoritism can be, you know, heck, just in the world, but also in the Bible. When you look at, you know, Jacob and Isaac, you know, and all their relationships and mm -hmm. stuff like that, you know. That's why going back to the, keep saying it, when you go back to the origins, husband, wife, children together, all the other stuff. It, it 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 can get in the way of that. And I understand there are situations where it may be a widow, she lost her husband, or he lost his wife, and they remarry. I get it. I'm not saying across the board, but yep. doing it the right way does prevent other things from happening. Exactly. And we're gonna get into the nuances too, because there are a lot of nuances that need to be yes. parsed out properly. Yep. Um, we don't want to just make we don't want to just make broad sweeping, right? You know, um, the whole exactly. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about biblical purity. Song of Songs, man, we never go here in church, do we? <laughs> the last time y'all heard a sermon out of Songs of Songs, <laughs> never. No, um, so Song of Songs or Song of Solomon, some translations say, uh, chapter two, a uh, book two, chapter two, verse six and seven. His left hand is under my head, and his right hand embraces me. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem. And that word charge, by the way, means is uh, Saba in the Hebrew. And it means to seven oneself. Not sever. I didn't, I didn't misspeak here. Seven oneself. That is to repeat a declaration seven times. Mm. I've never heard that before until I started studying this. I'm like, wow, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, not just taking the oath, but your oath is not complete until you repeat it seven times. Mm. Imagine doing that for your wedding vows. All right. Maybe you remember what you vowed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, yes. I remember them lies you told. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and it makes you, it makes you really consider going through with it. Yeah. Especially if it's a long-winded promise, right? And by the sixth time, you're repeating this whole thing. You're like, you know what? Forget it. I ain't doing this. I can't do all that. Nah, I, nah. I just heard it for a sixth time. I ain't doing all that. Mm. <laughs> wow. You know, it makes us. It'll make us slower to commit vows. Mm. You know, and I don't even know if I have to go into this homework later, but. If a if a oath or a vow is even really established spiritually, if it's not repeated seven times, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's good homework, you know. Homework. Homework. But anyways, moving on. So again, I'll just reread that just for context. His left hand is under my head, and his right hand embraces me. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or by the does of the field, do not, do not stir up nor awaken love until it pleases. And that word "awaken," the whole phrase really "stir up or awaken" means it's it's er in the Hebrew it means to rouse oneself. Literally to awake or to incite, you know, which is talking about love, you know, to a, 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 the arousal of love, right? So, what are we really saying here? Yeah. Another little key thing that 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 whole refrain is repeated three times in the Song of Solomon. I like this. I was uh, studying um, Songs of uh, Solomon not too long ago, and in simple terms, essentially what she's saying is, "Y'all hold me accountable because I'm on fire." <laughs> 
Pretty much. I'm on fire. I have this passion. I'm in love with this man. Do not let me end up crossing those sexual boundaries before the time. Yes. Don't let me do it. Which which talks about accountability. Yep. Which is another thing that prevents from uh we talked about it preventing from adultery. We talked about it prevention from sexual immorality. Yep. And here we are with it. Yeah, check out that episode too, by the way. <laughs> check that out. So yeah, that 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 accountability, it's important. It's it's important to keep one from going here. It's important to keep one from going to sexual abuse as well. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know that community is important. Yes. Communication is important. Mm-hmm. You know, getting into the word and prayer is important. You know, all these boundaries we talked about already. Really, it laid that foundation of how you can. You can avoid awakening love before it's time, yeah. you know, before you, you're getting aroused. And again, we mentioned in another episode, like you, if you think you can scoop fire into your lap and not get burned, you know, you're fooling yourself, right. you know. So, but again, we also said that if you're burning with lust, go ahead and get married. Yep. It's not a sin to get married. Yep. It is a sin to lust. It is. But it's not a sin to get married. Yep. So if you find yourself just circling that drain of lust, like, and, and it's like, you know, you two are itching at each other, just like, just go ahead and get married. Yeah. And there's wisdom in that. And I know Raymond knows. Yeah. There's wisdom in that. That don't just mean I want to uh, have sex, so let's just go and get married. Trust me, you don't. No, no you, you, you don't. You don't want to do that you one. Want to go down that route. Nope. There, there are definitely, um, there's definitely a checklist. Yes. You know, and definitely, yeah. So definitely, don't use marriage as the the as the um, leverage or what's the word I'm looking for as the mechanism to just have sex. You know, oh, I just want sex. Let's get married. None. And you talked will will not go well for you. Right. You talked a little bit about the difference of the epistles and then the words of Christ. Again, that scripture you're referencing, Paul was talking to believers. Yes. So the idea that these are believers who are devoting themselves to God, who have this struggle with this passion. So then go ahead and get married. <laughs> Going out there yes. and finding some harlot or just some young lady that you are fornicating with and you like, okay, well, we... Or your, your old high school crush. Exactly. High school crush ain't even saved. Stop it. Yep. <laughs> Um, so last thing we want to leave off with is if you have been affected by sexual assault, you are not alone at rain. That is R a I N N provides free confidential support 24 seven at one 800 656 hope and online dot rain dot org. So, I put these links. The links will be in the description if you're listening on a podcast. So don't don't be dismayed by trying to write down everything that I'm saying right now. But um, that's all we got for today for sexual abuse. Coming up next on the next two episodes. I mean, we say it like that, but you can really find this episode by being suggested along other episodes and other youtube video so however you find this episode the next one in this series we're gonna be talking about rape culture mm-hmm. right and and going in on that one and then we're gonna follow that up with uh rape with, with rape survivors and talking about some facts on how we as a church can get better at helping rape survivors navigate this complex legal landscape that is mm-hmm. out there um 
So again, it's your host Ray Tucker, Jay Jones. Yep. You know, hit us up everywhere on um, social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, hit the like, hit the subscribe. You know, send this out to everybody who you think needs it. You know, and if you need it, just replay it again. Right. Um, find us wherever you get your podcasts. You know, Spotify, Amazon. Um, Apple Podcasts and Deezer, everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yes, you got to put that Patreon plug out there. Join our community where you, um, at the $5 tier, not only will you get early access to these episodes, but we'll, we'll follow you and shout you out on, on social media. Um, and then on a higher tiers, you join our private community. And the benefit of that is that you get one-on-one with us, mm-hmm. with our community, um, insights. You can request ideas for future episodes. We vote them up, and you know if they win, if they win, then we'll build episodes around those topics and those ideas. And um, you get it, to ask us where we stand. Yes, what you want to know. Yes, if you want direct questions and stuff like that, where we stand on whatever topic before we can get to it, we'll answer that. Yes. We're off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Sure enough. You know, but we ain't doing that in the comments though. <laughs> or on YouTube comments. <laughs> right. You know, we, we ain't gonna throw no fights over here. Right. But um but yeah, again, just hit us up. We'll be here. You know, we're gonna be faithful, right? All right. So all right everybody. Y'all go ahead, take care and have a good day.